Hello and welcome to the Domestic Cricket Podcast by Backyard Sports. I'm your co-host Caleb Bland and sitting beside me is... Sam Fitzgibbon. So uh, this podcast will hopefully be released every Tuesday, Wednesday and uh, it'll be keeping you informed about the uh, world of uh, Australian domestic cricket from uh, news stories, scores, player interviews, um, a whole range of things and we hope to keep you informed and entertained over the course of this podcast's duration. So they'll roughly be around 12 minutes, is that right? Yeah, 10 to 12 minutes we'll uh, try and aim for. Um, I mean, sometimes it might go a bit longer with uh, some uh, high-profile interviews coming our way. So getting into the first segment of the podcast, we'll be discussing the um, latest news from the domestic cricket world sure will be yep and yeah obviously the major one is Steve O'Keefe being sacked from the Blues um it says former test spinner announces retirement from first class cricket after disappoint disappointment of being overlooked for a new contract by New South Wales what do you think of this case oh look I think it was a pretty um it's a pretty uh Surprising decision, I would say. Uh, not many people would have picked this. I know he's uh, getting on with his career. He's 35, but I mean, when you think about it, New South Wales are going to be lacking spinning quality depth. I mean, we we know Nathan Lyon might be able to play every game next year in the Sheffield Shield, and he's not a very prominent figure in the One Day Cup either. So, yeah, so uh, he is taken the most wickets in the recent Marsh Sheffield Shield. Taking 16 scaps at an average of 22 is five matches. And so and that's and he missed two of those matches. I think he missed the first two from memory. So, I mean, I I just I can't understand their reasoning here, Cricket New South Wales. I know this whole coronavirus has left a tighter budget, but I mean, I I just I I cannot see why they would sack. I personally think yeah. he's the second best spinner in Who Australia. Who else do they have? New South Wales. Well, I mean, Dan Fallon's would probably be one that comes to mind. Has he played Shield yet? Uh, yeah, I think he's played. He's played two. I think um, one last season and one the season before, yeah. from memory. He's he's a quality spinner, but he's um he's uh, very young and he's uh I mean this is only going to help his cause. Uh, I've watched a few of his games and he's he's got tremendous talent. But um, uh, he's also a leg spinner, so now New South Wales lack that off spinner because it's going to be a condensed schedule next summer as well, which is another reason why I can't believe they sacked him now. Yeah. So I can't see Nathan Lyon having much availability in the Sheffield Shield and One Day Cup tournaments, so um, they're going to have to look elsewhere. Yeah. Yep. I mean, his stats are amazing. Like, 16 wickets in five games in the one-day cup on pretty flat decks. is a very, uh, very, very commendable performance in, in yeah. the 2019 Marsh Cup. And you look at the other bowlers there. you got Nathan Lyon taking 15. He uh, played six matches as well. Mitch, Mitch Webson taking 14 wickets. Yep. Uh, and then you go games. to Bo Webster. So, and he's almost... I'd say he's still a part-time spinner, and then uh, obviously John Holland, the Victorian spinner. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting decision. 
uh, one that shocked many cricket fans around the world. He'll still be playing Big Bash for Sydney Sixers, I believe. But um, yeah, very, very shocking decision. That I think a lot of people are quite uh, either confused, surprised, or angry about. Um, but yeah, getting into other news. Uh, last week, Cricket Australia. Not sure how they selected, but they announced that the player or players of the Sheffield Shield tournament. Uh, were Nick Madsen, unsurprisingly, and also uh, it was a joint between Nick Madsen and Moses Reeves, which, look, I'll get into that later in uh, the um, Angry Talk segment, but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nick I, Madsen, I, I, like 780 look, runs, yeah. and average at 86.66 in just and 10 innings. In 10 innings, so he's... Uh, By far, was a standout in that competition. In a nine-round competition, due to no final in the yeah. last round of being cancelled, fourteen, uh, no, eighteen would have been the maximum innings. He's only had ten innings, and he's already he's still scored seven hundred and eighty at eighty-six. And then you look at Moses Henriques. I'm not going to go into it too much now, but he's averaging fifty-one. I mean, he had a great season, Henriques. I'm not going to take that away from him. But how do these two get classed in the same category? It uh, baffles. What about? Banson for a call up for Australia. Do you reckon that'll ever happen again? I mean, I've I was quite against him getting a call up in the first place, and then he didn't show any form whatsoever in that game. He only got the one opportunity from memory, and he got called up for Australia A recently. Australia A, yes, that's pulled right. out of that. Pulled out. Um, I mean, he's had his mental illness issues, and uh, I think he had a few injuries along the course. But I, I it's. It's a tough one because I like the Australian team now, but I think How Matthew Wade and Travis Head could be in a bit of danger here with Nick Madsen. That was a fantastic season. Yeah, I think he's still relatively young, 28, 29, for memory. He, um, I mean, moving to Victoria has done him a world of good. I mean, he was struggling with New South Wales, failed to get selected most weeks. A period of time there, but ever since he's moved to Victoria and the white clothing, he's been outstanding. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the latest from the domestic cricket scene. So, moving on to the next segment, we'll be discussing the story of the week. Um, now, this is quite an interesting one. I mean, there's so much going on right now, but. This was truly out of the blue. Uh, Australian captain and all-round nice guy Tim Payne has been robbed in Hobart over the weekend, I believe, uh, in broad daylight. Uh, the test skipper had his wallet stolen from his car in Hobart as Australia's leading players looked to keep fit and occupied during the cricketing shutdown. So uh, Tim Payne's plan to work on his cover drive during the global COVID-19 shutdown has inadvertently led to his car being broken into outside his home in Hobart, which is just, yeah. I mean, it's surprising. You wouldn't expect it um, in broad daylight in uh, little old Hobart, but um, and especially to the Australian test captain, but I guess it can happen to anyone. Um, just changing his garage to his gym. Yep. He's moved his car, yeah. And... He's Must have been pretty unlocked. close by as well. Yeah. So. I mean... Odd. I wonder if he's actually seen the bloke who's done it. Um, 
says, I woke up this morning to a message from Nab saying I had some interesting movements on my account. That's what Tim Payne has said. He obviously he realized, hasn't realised straight away. Yeah. The day after. So he's had his wallet. So he's obviously had his credit card stolen and they've uh, made use of that. I'm sure he's got a bit of coin in there, <laughs> Timmy Payne, captain of Australia. And um, he's had a few gigs with commentary as well. So, um, yeah, not good. Not good at all. Alright, on to our next segment. Uh, this one is called Angry Talk. And I'll be discussing something that has made me mad during the week relating to domestic cricket. Now, I said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, I do not understand how Moses Henriques has been labelled Joint Player of the Year with Nick Madsen. Now, Henriques had a great year. Great shield year, averaging 51, very respectable. But then you look at Madsen and he's averaging 86. I, I, it just baffles me how they're put into the same pool as joint joint winners. I mean... Who else was up there? Cameron uh, Green. Cameron Green, Shawmarsh. what a year he had. He was absolutely outstanding. He's one for the future. Um, Siddle. Started, yeah, Peter Siddle as well. Only bowler, is he? Yep, yep, yep Peter Siddle's the only one up there, surprisingly. Um... But uh, it just, it honestly, it baffles me. Now, reading through it, it seems that the umpires give a vote out after each game about who they believe is the best player. So obviously Moses Humreeks has gotten uh, a few of those to eat him. See, I don't, I don't really, I know they do that in uh, AFL, but I don't really think that's a good system for cricket. I think, and and this shows it because. You have Moses Henriques, Nick Madsen, same pool, joint Sheffield Shield winners, only because they have the same votes from umpires. When you look at their stats, Madsen, how many runs was it? 780 at 86.66, compared to Henriques, 512 at 51.20. They uh, had tied for the award after each receiving 16 umpire votes. Um, so, yeah, it... Uh, I think that needs an overhaul the um, voting system for Shield Player of the Year. Um, obviously, Wait, so it's the umpires that vote. It's the umpires that vote, yeah. So okay. it's um, similar to what they do in uh, the uh, Australian Football League. So um, in the One Day Cup uh, from last year, it was Minus Lubbershane and Usman Khwaja. So um, joint winners in both uh, Premier Men's domestic competitions. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just I think that really needs an overhaul. I'm uh, quite angry about that. Um, not to take any way, anything away from Moses. He's uh, had a terrific year, but, I mean, I think it I think it really needs to go to Nick Madsen solely after the year he's had. It's um, unquestionable. And I think, as you were saying before, I think it does come into question whether he's up for a uh, test call-up again. He... Um, he admitted that he wasn't ready to test cricket after playing. Uh, so he played three games, three yeah. test matches um, in 2016-17 summer. Yeah, you could just tell he didn't look right when he was playing. No, there. he certainly didn't look, yeah. I guess, mature enough or um, prepared enough for uh, the next level in a long format. see him given a chance again, though, eventually. Yeah, I think... Um, Hopefully 
can produce a little bit more. Yeah, I think you uh, certainly. Uh, I think he should make the uh, 14, 15 man squad for the next test series, which I'm not sure when it will be. I think it will be the summer. I don't think the uh, Bangladesh tour will be going ahead. But um, and I can s and uh, Moses Honrakes is uh, actually pushing for a case to uh, play in that Bangladesh tour as they are. Uh, Batting all rounder as they usually just play. I remember in the 2017 series, which we drew with Bangladesh, one all. So moving on to the uh, next segment, it is angry talk, where I, Caleb, will discuss a point that I or uh, happening in uh, domestic cricket during the week that has uh, really angered me. And um, I said it before, and I'll say it again. It absolutely baffles me how Moses Henriques can be the joint Sheffield Shield. Uh, player of the year with Nick Madsen when comparing their stats. Now, Nick Madsen, 780 runs, 86.66 is average in just 10 innings. Whereas you uh, look at Henriques, and nothing to, not going to take anything away from him. He had an excellent year. But only scoring 512 at 51, which is still very, very good indeed. I mean, you compare it, and it just... I don't know about you, Sam, but it, it really baffles me how they can be put into the same pool as the uh, Sheffield Shield players of the year. I think if the averages and the runs are closer, you could consider it, but just mm. it's a big gap between yeah. Madison so and Henrique, so I just don't see yeah, it's a, why they've done that. Yeah, it's too big a gap. Um, so the how, how it actually is awarded is the umpires actually give out votes uh, I believe it's uh, three votes. Uh, so the best player gets three votes, second best two, third best one in the match. Uh, the umpires give that out. And um, I know they do that in the AFL, but I think uh, that should stay in the AFL only. I don't think it really works for cricket, and I think this shows it. I mean, they uh, receive 16 umpire votes each. So, I mean, it, it is a fair decision with the uh, processes they have in place, Cricket Australia, but I think that needs to change desperately. I mean, I think it it uh, takes away from Nick Madsen's year having um, a player, Moses Enriquez, with uh, averaging 51, uh, also being the best player of the year compared to Madsen's 86. Uh, coming in at third place was uh, Cameron Green and what a year he had yeah. he's one for the future um, he, I remember his debut game I think he might have been a number 9 or 10 batter and uh, he's uh, done his back I believe so he uh, focused solely on his batting he um, moved up to 7 and scored I think what was it 3 centuries in a row it's it's just been an incredible year and now he's um, he's playing for the Scorchers as a batting option he didn't uh, really go off in the big bash but um, certainly in shield and um, I think once he uh, he's uh, fully fit again I think he's just going to tear that competition apart with his batting and his bowling yeah but um, certainly a change having uh, two batters shield uh, players of the year the past three years I believe it was oh here it is Chad Says Chris Tremaine and Scott Boland um, so or uh, fast bowlers winning the um, Shield uh, Player of the Year. So um, it's a nice change having a batter, which, um, yeah, but I just, I really think they've got to overhaul that system where umpires uh, give votes out. That's, uh, that's the angry talk of the week for me.
All right, moving on to our next segment. It, uh, it's a tradition we're looking to keep. We're going to have our classic match. So uh, every uh, week when we release a new podcast, we'll, uh, we'll agree on a uh, classic match to uh, discuss from um, either a Sheffield Shield or a one-day cup season from the past 25 years. So today, it is. Uh, there's actually probably... So quite a weird one, but it's probably one of my favourite matches I've ever watched, and I've watched the highlights on it about, God, 50 times. It's uh, uh, from the 2015 Matador Barbecues One Day Cup. It was between Queensland and the Cricket Australia Eleven, who are no longer in the competition. Um, I just remember coming home from school and uh, switching on Gem on a school afternoon, and uh, there'd be a One Day Cup match on, and this is uh, this is. One of the ones that really hooked me. It was um, it was one of the uh, probably the only game I've seen on uh, television that uh, Cricket Australia Eleven were relatively competitive in. Um, uh, Queensland were two hundred eighty-two for seven when they finished their fifty overs, and uh, Cricket Australia Eleven were chasing and looked like they had it for a while there, but um, ended up being bowled out for two hundred forty-eight. But uh, probably what was the uh, highlight of his match, or low light, I should say, um, was Hilton Cartwright. He was on 99. Uh, this is probably his breakout match, and he uh, he got run out for 99. So it was uh, certainly one to forget for him. But uh, it was a fantastic innings. Like just some of the sixes he hit. There was one he hit. Oh, it would have been close to 90 meters, if not a, like 95 meters, out of the ground at Jermaine over into someone's front yard. But uh, yeah, that's uh, the uh, classic match. Anyway, guys, that's going to be it for the first episode of the podcast. Um, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. And Yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun making the uh, first episode of the Domestic Cricket Podcast, uh, brought to you by Backyard Sports. Uh, give us a follow. We're just a... Uh, At Backyard Sports Backyard Official. Backyard Sports Official, I think it is. Yeah, we're just a bunch of lads um, playing sport in the backyard and uh, making funny clips from um, different sports, NRL, AFL, cricket. Just a bit of fun, really. Uh, and then uh, uh, we've decided to make our own podcast. And uh, this is it. So give us a follow on that, Backyard Sports Official on Instagram.